Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you here. And tell us a little bit about yourself and how you just got started in the lovely online space. Yeah. So I'm Kate All. I own Simple Pin Media, which is a Pinterest marketing agency. I started it in 2014, actually on a hope and a prayer that we would make money. It was coming out of the recession. I had been doing some online work for a friend and working on Facebook, working on affiliate marketing. And we had started playing around with Pinterest kind of late 2012, early 2013. And Pinterest started in 2010. Mm -hmm. So it was really this invite only in the beginning and people were super curious about it, but they couldn't frame up how to use it for business. And we had watched a webinar of somebody who had started using it for business. And we thought, well, let's see if we can drive some traffic to your website with this platform because nobody's really paying attention to it. Well, we discovered that it worked. And right about that same time in 2013, Facebook changed their algorithm. So it was kind of like, let's get all the people loving business pages and let's basically shut it all down. And then you could pay for ads. And so everybody was scrambling. They were like, well, where do we go to get traffic? Like there's no other place. And so right at that time was when we were losing unemployment family of five, we were on food stamps. And my friend looked at me and she was like, you should start managing people's Pinterest pages. And I was like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Like, I don't even know how to do that. Like who does that? So I got like, I said, yes. Cause I've really, she told me, she was like, you have no other option. She was right. <laughs> so then I ended up going into this like underworld of these people who were doing it. And there were secret Facebook groups that you had to be friends with people. And they were trying to troubleshoot, like, how could you one do Pinterest marketing, but two manage for other people. Mm-hmm. And so I got three beta clients, bought the domain, simple pin media, you know, set it up as a business. Cause I thought like, I at least want to do the foundational things of like LLC and, you know, make it legit. Got those three clients. And a couple months later, they were like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're doing, but we're telling all of our friends. And I was like, wait, I, it's just me. So there's a lot between that last nine years, but basically those three turned into hundreds and turned into a big team of like 30. And then we started to create products and do the podcast and really would consider myself like Pinterest strategist, historian, really wanting to help make Pinterest marketing in people's businesses, something that they can easily integrate. Like I'm not interested in you spending more time than you need. I know people are pulled on Instagram and TikTok and all these things. Like I want to help Pinterest be no more than two to three hours a week of your time. And really like this long-term kind of like SEO, Mm -hmm. like really driving traffic to your business. Yeah. I love that. And I actually started using Pinterest like in college when it uh, opened in 2010 by invite only. And I, I liked pinning like wedding ideas and stuff. And then, and then I started a blog too. So then I started sharing my outfits and stuff. And I actually had really big success on Pinterest in those early days too, mm-hmm. which I actually did start offering Pinterest services as my first business too. So yeah. we have that in common. And I loved Pinterest. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's changed so much though. So oh, it has. It's yep. been, it's been wild. So I'm really excited to talk about this and I'm really excited to talk about it for podcasters. Cause yeah. a lot of podcasters don't see the benefit and they're like, yeah, I think it's great for like bloggers and things like that. But mm. like why podcasters? So like, why, why should yeah. podcasters consider adding Pinterest into their marketing strategy? Like what are some of the things that 
they're missing out on by not being on that platform. Yeah. So one of the things I always tell people about Pinterest is think of it as a library and Instagram as a bar and Instagram is very communal. It's very conversational, but Pinterest is where people go to search for ideas and articles and content. Like they're ready to consume things for themselves. They're not so much interested in your brand. So when it comes to putting your podcast on Pinterest, that's actually something I've done for the last seven years for mine. And the whole goal and I'll explain kind of our workflow and that kind of make, might make a little bit more sense, but we record the podcast. That's our main pillar. Mm -hmm. Then we convert it into a blog post with a Pinterest image. And so people are going to the blog post. We're not sending them to like Apple or Spotify or anything like that, because that breaks really the chain. You never know what people are using if they're on Android or Apple. So when we send them there, they can read because we definitely put it into a long form blog post to optimize for Google. And then they know we have a podcast and can decide to follow us from there. But we're tackling main topics like how to do something or there are interviews that we do. But when we frame it up for Pinterest, we think of what are people searching to find this type of content? So they're not searching my podcast name. They're not even searching my business name. They're searching, you know, really, how do I understand Pinterest analytics? How do I grow um, my business using Pinterest marketing? And so I want to take those topics, record a podcast on it, put them onto Pinterest and try to connect them kind of this back door of where they're reading. And then eventually we'll listen because- you know, as you know, it's like some people, you either love or hate podcasts. Mm -hmm. I find very few people that kind of are like, well, I listen to a podcast, like, you know, never, but I will read. (laughs) And so you're kind of wanting to optimize for both. And if you understand that Pinterest is very much like Google, where people are approaching it with a question, then really the sky's the limit for what you can put on there. So the other thing I would say is if you want to see if Pinterest is a place for you, go to the search bar on Pinterest and just type in some of your topics and see what's already there. Now, if you're talking about like, I don't, it something real obscure, um, investing, investing for women, I think would be really great on Pinterest. But if you're investing in your target market is like 60 year old men, I might be like, that's a hard pass. They're on LinkedIn. So it's thinking about who your ideal listener is and thinking, do they use Pinterest? Okay. Well, let's just try to connect with them. Yeah. I love that. I love that you mentioned like not sending to like Apple or Spotify or something, because I think it's really important to send to your own website. You have better like tracking, not only that, but like, you're right. People aren't, they get kind of thrown off that they're sent to like a link to mm-hmm. listen to something because usually when people are browsing Pinterest, they expect to go to a blog post. They're not expecting, oh, I'm going to be going to someone's episode or someone's Instagram mm-hmm. or something. So I think that's really important to note. Like, and plus, like, you're also you're getting that traffic to your yeah. place. And then from there, they can take other actions versus like just mm-hmm. going to the player and then, oh, never mind. This isn't what I wanted to see. Bye. And then never seeing you ever again. Yes. And it's very intimate too. Like, if you think about it, It's easy to move somebody off Instagram. Well, not easy by any means, but like it's easier to suggest a podcast and a podcast player because you can say in a story like this, I'm going to link the Apple player or I'm going to link the Spotify player, but they've also chosen to follow you already. So they Mm -hmm. have some understanding that you have a podcast, like they've heard your voice. There's it's for lack of a better phrase, there's like an intimate connection. There's not an intimate connection with Pinterest. They are very cold to you and they're really not interested in your story just yet. They're interested. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you going to serve me? 
Let's, yeah. let's start there. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it's kind of similar to Google. Like if you just Googled something and someone's podcast came up, like you, I'm not listening. Yeah. You're probably not going (laughs) to listen. You might like look at the post and be like, okay, this is kind of interesting. And then keep it in your back pocket for later, but you're not going to just all of a sudden like become a podcast listener just because you found them on Google randomly. Yep. So yep. Very true. So let's talk about some of the benefits of Pinterest. Like what Mm -hmm. are some benefits of Pinterest for podcasters? What is it going to do for them? That kind of thing. Yeah. So I would say for me, one of the things we've had in conjunction is growing our email list off of Pinterest, because then what we can do is we have like a weekly newsletter where we highlight our podcast. It's almost like that can grow my email list and warm them up because they're reading already. And then they're introduced to the podcast. So we get this future growth. Mm -hmm. I also think like it's long-term growth on Pinterest. So we know we always tell people if you're going to invest in Pinterest marketing, buckle up. You're in there for six to nine months until you really see some movement. And that's hard for people because as you know, like we are very podcasting, there's a labor of love that goes into it and you really want people to listen to it right away and consume it and get all these things. But with Pinterest, it's such a traffic driver. It's really the last great traffic driver out there. If you look at anybody's analytics and they are using Pinterest is like Pinterest. And then this cliff of Instagram or Facebook or Mm -hmm. all the other platforms. Right. So if we think about it, it's like driving a conversion into an initial hook. So for a podcaster, what is that going to be for you? Like, what's the way that you're going to kind of walk them into your house and introduce them to you. So the benefit is long-term traffic. The benefit is really getting people on your email list. And the benefit is being able to put them in a position to warm up to you ready to listen to your voice in a totally new group of people, right? So like the group of people who engage with you on Instagram are not the same people on Pinterest. So if you're looking for a new crowd, Pinterest is a new crowd for you. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really important. And I love that you mentioned it helps you build your email list because that is something I talk about in, you know, going along with podcasting too, because podcasting is kind of similar to Pinterest and there's not a community. It's not like Mm. people can leave you a review and like, that's kind of the dead end. Like you can't reply back unless you're on it, like replying back on the show. There's no way to like reply back. So with podcasting, you're always redirecting people elsewhere. Like, Oh, join my email list. Oh, go follow me on Instagram. Oh, join my Facebook group. You're redirecting because that's the only way you get to know like who those people are. Instead of just seeing like that number on the screen, like, Oh, Mm. We have, you know, 70 downloads on this episode, but who are these 70 people? I don't really yes. know. So um, I love that point. And then, um, yeah. And also with podcasting, it is a long game too. You don't just start mm-hmm. your podcast and have a million listeners overnight, unless you're someone who already has a really huge, well-established audience. And that's something we're constantly telling people too. Like it's yeah. not an overnight thing. Like you have to, you have to work at it. You have to build your audience and if you want to start a podcast today and have a million listeners in three months, like do something else, please. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I'm sure yours, you have similar sentiments with Pinterest too. Cause like, you're not, it's not going to happen overnight like that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I know Pinterest has experienced a lot of changes over the years. I've seen them myself, just being a user of it and seeing lots of things come and go. So what is like currently working on Pinterest? Yeah. So Pinterest now has multiple pin formats. Um, they normally just had what they called a standard pin. This was just your two by three image. You click on it. It goes to your website. 
Well, in 2020, Pinterest grew tremendously. Like the pandemic just put them on fire. Well, at the same time too, TikTok was really taking off as well. So as we looked around, as Pinterest looked around, they said, I want to capture some of the short form video content and keep people on the platform a little bit longer because then we can appeal to advertisers to spend mm. their, their ad dollars here. So they created a new format. They called it story pins at first, but then it merged into idea pins and idea pins are like a hybrid of like a story and a reel and a TikTok, like had a baby. Right. <laughs> and, but it's really from this angle of like short, how to's like really poppy, like here's three parts. Here's how you do this. It very much has to come from that same ecosystem of Pinterest, like not about you, it's about them. So it's giving them kind of a product feature or a benefit or whatever you're talking about. So they added this element and it really threw content creators for a huge loop because it didn't link. And it was like, wait a minute. Pinterest is always like a boom and go or boom and save. Right. Now it's just a boom. And it's like, where That's are you it? going? <laughs> no yeah. <way. laughs> it was like, everybody's like, what's going to happen? So they went through these weird iterations where they were like, okay, we'll do a creator reward program where we will mm. reward people for creating <laughs> idea pins. We'll just like get these out there. And then they pulled back on it in November of 22 and I said, saw that. we're done. Yeah. Yes. It, and it, cause it took off. It really did. I saw people posting like, cause I'm still in a lot of blogger groups mm -hmm. and I saw people posting like, I made like, you know, 14,000 just off of this yes. last month. And I'm like, what? Like, what? <laughs> I know. Yeah. And there was definitely this like high, high. And then it kind of like decreased as all creator rewards programs do. But, you know, I think there was a lot. So they shut it down and then they said, we're going to shut it down, but now we're going to give you a link. So it was like this trade-off and they said they'll do it in 23. They still haven't done it yet. And this is like mid February. I predict it'll be in March. Right. So I think where they're going and they also hired a new CEO. So that was a big one this summer. And he has experience in Google commerce, PayPal, Venmo. That's his history. So Pinterest also is looking and saying, we know that Pinterest is a great informer of products. Like people save them left and right. How can we make the purchasing that much quicker? I think Pinterest has a lot to push uphill with this specifically because if you're looking to overhaul your kitchen, you go to Pinterest, you create a kitchen board yep. and you gather for like six months before you even meet with maybe a designer or a contractor, right? Or you start buying things. I just think like it might be a little bit more of a challenge, but we're headed into that now. So they are doing well with user growth. They're growing globally. They are capturing a lot of video. So that mm. was a big thing to wonder, are they going to capture that short form video? And they are, but it has to look different. Like you can repurpose some reels right. and TikTok, but it has to very much be about the value add, not about like your day. So mm. now we have the standard pins, we have the idea pins, and then we have Pinterest ads Video pins used to be in there, but they'll like get folded into idea pins pretty soon. In wow. fact, I don't even think you can create a video pin anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I know I've seen a lot of the changes too, and I've seen people being like, is it worth it to do anymore and all that stuff. Mm. And yeah, it's been interesting. Which I think is a great question. I mean, I've had to ask that too. I think we all do as business owners, like <laughs> where are we going to put our time? And when we've pulled all of our social stats and we've been investing in Pinterest for nine years. It's been right. number one for nine years. Right. Like, and if I look at it just from data, not from like a gut feeling of like, I don't love it. If I look and say, it's my number one traffic driver, I can put three hours a week into it or two. 
and Instagram is not a traffic driver, but I'm putting 10 hours into it. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Like I'm going to, I'm going to recalibrate. And that's what we did too, was it kind of pulled out back on Instagram, put more effort into YouTube. And then now exploring, like, is YouTube the place for the podcast too? Like, that's another big question as well that I think a lot of people are trying to figure oh, yeah. out. I was talking about putting their podcast episodes on YouTube and stuff. Yep. I've had a lot, a lot of clients ask, and I'm like, I know I have varying, I'm on the fence too. I have varying opinions because it's kind of boring to watch someone talk. I <laughs> know. <gonna> I know. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what that happens. But yeah, I mean, I do it for a client right now going off on tangent, but I do it for a client right now. And she actually has images and different things that like get inserted mm. into it. So yes. it's a lot, it's a little more dynamic, but if you're just doing like straight video, mm, I don't know. I know that. That's what I think it's kind of boring. And I love YouTube actually. And I've been I find that it's really interesting to watch a lot of different creators to see how you can frame up putting your podcast over there. And I think that's the same with Pinterest is I would tell anybody, if you have never used the platform or you've never used it with the lens of business, pull out your phone, set a timer for 30 minutes and just play around with it. Cause I think the best marketers on any platform are users. So if you don't know what your people are experiencing when they go through it, or you haven't clicked on one of your pins to go to your website, absolutely do that because that's going to make you better. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really important. It's a great tip. Just, you know, if you're sitting there doing it, you might as well use the platform itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's really helpful. Cause yeah, a lot of people have been asking lots of questions like, is it worth it? I don't know. But I mean, for me, even like, I don't put too much time in the Pinterest just cause it I haven't had the chance over the years to do that. And I yeah. still get traffic from it. And I literally probably pin like once a week. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's such and a it's great like, snowball. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and I'm not doing, I'm not doing any of the, the idea pins or anything, just standard old school style pins, mm. still, still bringing traffic. Not, not as much as it could be, but yeah. it's, it still works. Even if you're doing it passively, because I know most people who have podcasts, they're not looking for Pinterest to send them millions of hits each month. They're no. just looking for a little yeah. boost. So mm-hmm. So do you have any like best tips or best practices for like the designs on Pinterest? Mm. I know like the idea pins are new and popping, but Mm. like, what do you have any tips for designing like the old school, like standard? Standard. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I would say number one, always two to three size. So you Mm. can get that in Canva. And then I would say, don't always use the title of your podcast. Cause that, you know, like sometimes with titles of podcasts, we can get a little creative yeah. or we can like pull things out. You don't want to do that on Pinterest because Pinterest reads the text on mm. images like SEO. So it has to be very much aligned with like what people are asking. So if you record a podcast about like, um, how I grew my email list, you know, it, through my podcast in like 30 seconds. I don't know. Like (laughs) you want to have something that might be like, did you, you could ask a question or you could do a buzzword or something like Mm. that. And you can go search on Pinterest too, to see what people are already asking around that topic. And you can use those words on your images. It's very much billboard advertising because people are thumbing through. Now, one really important thing for people to know is there's two ways that Pinterest users interact with pins. One is in their smart feed and Pinterest fuels that with things they're interested in, people they follow, boards they have. And that is not time-based. It's very much unique. So our smart feeds will look very different. And then when we go to a search feed, our search feed will look the same because if we search a particular topic, it's kind of the same that you see with Google. It's like those ones that are most engaged with. 
So it's mm-hmm. also thinking like, do I want to engage the searcher or do I want to engage like the scroller? And you can have two different images with two different phrases and two different looks. But the one tip I would give everybody is don't add too much text. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking less than five words because I mean, you're driving down the freeway and you're trying to read a billboard. Mm-hmm. You only have a certain amount of time. It's like, right. you want something catchy and poppy and like, Ooh, I want to click on that and learn more because Pinterest users are ready to do that. Right. So I think it's just, um, and if you are terrible at creating images, which I am, I'm terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible Buy Pinterest templates. Yep. They're everywhere. Like yep. we have them. Other people have them, put them in Canva and go don't yep. overthink it. Just, just do it. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's really helpful because a lot of people struggle with that design aspect. So they're like, I'm not a designer. I don't know how to do this. It's like, yes. it's okay. Have you found that like, whenever you're doing like podcast episodes and stuff, like for me, I found that when I do ones that have like me and a guest face or something like that, those don't convert as well for me mm-hmm. personally. Have you, do yeah. you feel like that's the same? Yeah, totally. We've tried it over the years. We even tried taking the like voice memo things too with the face and the, you know, how the little thing moves, right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. We've tried those. Those didn't work out so well. They like upload as like a video. It's, it's like really weird. Those didn't convert. And then the faces really didn't convert. But now that we have idea pins, Mm -hmm. if I talk about what it is, that converts. So I think it's like people have this over the years, Pinterest has said like, don't show your face, don't show your face. Well, now with this switch, they're like, show your face, get on your, you know, like video front and center. Cause they want that. So I would say you're going to have to take it from like two different angles Mm -hmm. of standard pin really being the billboard, but the idea pin being you expanding on it. Right. I love that. Yeah. So the standard pin is like, a nice, pretty image, catchy text, like usual. And then your idea pen is like, you could have like a video like this kind of and talking about mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. And I would say the shameless plug, but if you <laughs> want to go to my Pinterest account, you can see the two layers of what we're doing. And when you hop on, it goes to created or saved created will be like everything we've created. And you'll see a lot of our idea pins and how we're kind of framing up some stuff there. If you click saved, Then you can see our boards and you can go to the simple pin board and see the differences kind of side by side of what those two look like. Awesome. Yeah. I will link that down below so you guys can go check that out because I think I'm a visual person. So seeing Mm. that kind of thing helps me personally because it's like, yeah, I've been doing standard pins for years. I know how to do those. Yes. (laughs) The idea of pins and anything, anything new that comes to a platform, it's nice to have those examples from someone who's tested it and knows what works. So yeah, yeah, I'll leave that down below for you guys. And then do you have any like final last tips for someone who has been sitting on Pinterest for a while for their podcast, but just hasn't gotten started Uh, any like encouraging words to help them kind of take that leap? Yeah. I always tell people, and I think this is important for like any platform, but what's interesting about Pinterest is that I think you have to frame up your why. And we call that our strategy statements. Like we want to use Pinterest for X. So for us, it's Simple Pin Media uses Pinterest to grow our email list, to fuel further growth of our product sales and our podcasts. And we know that that's the front door. And so if I have that strategy statement in my head, that is like my pillar. And then my tactics can be different. They, they can be fluid and change and do all these things. 
what I would highly encourage everybody to do is know that strategy statement and keep your eye on the prize. And remember when you're in those blogger groups and people are talking about all their experiences or their growth, they're different targets. So like Mm -hmm. your target might be X, Y, Z, and their target might be over here. If they're in the food space, they're going to crush any B2B a hundred times out of a hundred because it's that's apples what, oranges. That's what people are looking for. Yeah. Like I literally look for recipes on Pinterest like several times a month. So yes. I mean, it's so just a thing. People get super discouraged because they'll see like a, a food creator post. I got a hundred thousand views from Pinterest or it's whatever. Like, of course they did. Right. <laughs> exactly. So frame it up and quantify it and then go back to your strategy statement that says, I'm going to invest in this for the long haul. And I would also say if there's any podcaster, I have a Shopify store as well, where I sell digital products. Pinterest is very friendly to digital products. Mm. And so making sure you get your shop set up so that you can take advantage of that. Whereas you can't do that on Instagram and Facebook. So I just think the options are like Pinterest and SEO go hand in hand for me. Mm -hmm. And if I, if like had to cut all my budgets and I had to cut every social media platform out, the only one I would keep would be Pinterest. Right. Like bar none. So right. yeah. Look at your data and don't don't always go by gut or other people's story. And I, I see that a lot. And people feel like I'm so frustrated with Pinterest. It changes so much. And then I back up and I'm like, Instagram changes like every other Thursday. <laughs> right. Right. Pinterest does change, but definitely not as much as other no, platforms. Exactly. It's still, <laughs> you know, you still write your pin descriptions the same way that we've written them for the last five years, you still do your images the same way we've done them for the last five years. So it's like boards are still the same board descriptions. So use it as a safe Harbor. And there's not a lot of conversation. That's the beautiful part. It's like, there's There's not not as much noise. Yes. It's so, it really is the library. It's so sweet and refreshing. And you're like, Oh, I found my people. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I've always loved Pinterest because there wasn't that community aspect to it. Cause I was like, I don't think everything needs a community aspect. Like oh, there's totally. other, if, you, if you need that, you can go somewhere else. And like, they tried it. I don't know if you remember this, but Pinterest created Pinterest communities. Oh yeah. That was a hot It mess. bombed. I will say too, there's a new, we're part of this program. There's a Pinterest creator program mm. with a, it's like business community.pinterest.biz B I Z. They have a fantastic creator lounge, if you will, where creators can ask a lot of questions or troubleshoot anything. And Pinterest has staffed that with people mm. in there. And then they have people like me who are part of their Pinterest pioneer program right. that can help support you as well. So okay. whenever you get stuck, go to the creator lounge and you can ask anything. That sounds way more beneficial than that community thing that they had tried. Yeah, totally. Ago. Or even their help desk. Like oh, yeah. people who come to me, they say like, my Pinterest account is down. You can definitely email the help desk, but go straight to the creator program. <laughs> like don't just bypass it. I feel like we haven't really talked about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I feel like they have not been good at that. And that was something we had requested a long time ago was like, we would love a creator board. We would love people to be able to speak into things. And they finally really got it off the ground. So it's pretty active actually. And it's helpful for those in other countries too, as well, Mm -hmm. because they'll break it down for people in like the UK or Canada. And right now, South America is one of their fastest growing demographics. So like Mm. those people can ask too, as well. And lots of questions around like, I'm getting traffic from North America and that's English speaking, but I'm Spanish speaking. So there's just a lot of different things that you can explore. That's really cool. And it always cracks me up when, when 
it's like, oh, we've had so much new user growth. I'm like, people didn't already have Pinterest? What? Like, I've literally had that since since it started. <laughs> I, I mean, know. it was a personal account, but still. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I'm kind of like, why don't more people have Pinterest? It so. seems like everyone did. I mean, I, honestly, not the males, but a lot, of, a lot no. of females. Like, I don't know. I don't know one female who hasn't had a Pinterest account in her life. Yeah, I agree with you. And I share with a friend of mine, we're actually planning a trip to Portugal and we did a secret group board Mm. where we can pin things back and forth to each other and fill up this board. It's such a useful tool, which for anybody who has a business account on Pinterest, just remember you can use secret boards personally. So you don't have to toggle back and And forth. It kind of messes up your algorithm a little bit. Yeah, what's in your not, smart feed for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. But yeah. like for a while I kept seeing Toy Story images for my son's birthday. <laughs> but I was like, okay, just just ignore, ignore. They'll go away. Yes, They'll totally. go away once I stop looking at it. <laughs> yep. Yep. But yeah, no, I've planned birthdays and all kinds of stuff with it. So you can use it and you don't need to have like a million different Pinterest accounts to make that happen. So. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, since this is a podcast about podcasting, I always have to ask this question, but what is your current favorite podcast or podcasts? Oh, you know, I have a couple that I regularly listen to. So I am a political science major. I don't know how I got into marketing, but we'll just, (laughs) there we go. I really love the dispatch podcast. That's one of my favorites. And then, um, I have a smart agency masterclass podcast that I listen to. And then I love Joe Polizzi's podcast content Inc. It's five minutes every Monday. Mm -hmm. And it's just like super power packed with tips. So I would say like those three are like ones I don't miss. And I will listen to like when I'm cooking dinner, but I feel like I always have a podcast. I'm like, I don't understand those people who are like, I don't listen to podcasts. I'm like, what? Like, how do you not listen to podcasts? Right. Yeah. My parents or my dad is like, he's never listened to a podcast, but I feel like he was like the ideal person for a podcast. I'm like, you love reading history books and all kinds of different things. Like you are the perfect person for a podcast. But I think, I think they just don't understand how it works. I know. I tried to get my parents (laughs) connected too. And my husband is a big podcast listener as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll pass podcasts back and forth all the time. Time and he drives for a living. So yeah. basically his whole day is listening to podcasts. <laughs> but hey, I just I mean, think like, there's so much cool. There's just like, I, I hope podcasting never goes away. I know. I don't think too. it will. Me but too. accessible learning, honestly, like you <sighs> can, you can literally listen to podcasts about anything these days. Literally yes. there's, a, there's a niche for everyone, just like Pinterest. There's a niche for everyone there yes. too. Agreed. And then just tell us where we can find you. So let us know the place you hang out the most and I'll link yeah. it in the show notes. Okay. So this is really funny, but I've had a love hate relationship with LinkedIn for like (laughs) seven years and I finally started falling in love with it and I actually really love it. So I'm spending a lot of time on LinkedIn under just Kate all. And then we do interact in the DMS on Instagram. So our at simple pin media handle is over there, but LinkedIn has actually been super fun in like a new way. I feel like as a marketer, as a business owner, I'm learning so much just from the people that I started following. And actually, this is a funny tip and maybe somebody else will find this interesting too, is I can get closer to Pinterest executives and Mm -hmm. even the CEO. And there's not a lot of interaction. Like Mm -hmm. the CEO can post and there's like five comments. So I'm like, well, I'll comment, (laughs) right? So I think if there's like clients you want to get close to, or like people in your business industry that you're kind of like wanting to get seen or get on their radar, I am loving LinkedIn. And listen, I am the one who has dragged my feet. I'm like, I hate it. I would rather poke my eyeballs out. (laughs) And then finally this year I was like, okay, I'm going to try to fall in love with it. And I really like it. So anyway, that's just a plug for that's where I'm at. 
and spending yeah. most of my time. No, I mean, I, I have always been very anti-LinkedIn too, oh, especially after leaving yes. corporate. I was like, I don't want anything yes. to do with this platform, but I've heard it has so many benefits, especially if you, you have like clients that are really, you know, frequent mm-hmm. users of that. So definitely. Yeah. You should check it out. And also I think I've saved a lot of things over there, mm-hmm. which I find interesting, especially with this conversation around like chat GPT and AI mm-hmm. and all of that, just what, other marketers, also podcasters, like what they're wrestling with in this whole environment. So it's kind of like yeah. a little bit of finger on like your finger on the pulse of what's yeah. happening. And yeah. I never saw it that way before. Yep. Keeping up with the industry news that you need yeah. to know for sure. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed chatting with you today. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.